I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Welcome to the Expletive Show. I'm your host, Techno Viking. <laughs> and this is a show where anything goes. Especially your feelings. Hello and welcome. Happy Monday. Monday, Monday. I hate Mondays. It is currently Monday, uh, the 15th of February. So, happy Valentine's Day. I missed yesterday because <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> so, if you got offended that I didn't tell you happy Valentine's on Valentine's, then that's on you. So, anyways, let's see what happened this week and the first thing I want to start with is um, Trump got acquitted and if any of you watched that horrific show of a hearing there's my air quotes again of the hearing they Democrats are just fucking fantastically amazingly crooked I mean watching their evidence and hearing their explanations of doctor videos and changing of his words to mean other things. It was horrible. So it's fantastic that that uh, that we won. Trump won. So I'm excited, but there's all so much more work to do. God damn, there's a lot of work to do. All right. So one of the things I've been thinking about these last couple days. I've been writing and rewriting and writing other things. And I found that, one, I am all over the place. My brain does not make any logical sense. I will start talking about Democrats, and I'll go off on a tangent about uh, rhinos, and then I come back to, well, what's the real problem? Then I go to, what can we do about this? And I tried to focus most of my... Most of my intellect and consideration and time and effort today, especially on what can we do about this, right? Us, we the people, need to be able to fight them the weirdos. So, what is our tool of choice? What is our, at our dispense, our availability, right? And really, it comes down to as people with beliefs and values and work hard for a living, we need to reach out to those around us, starting with family, friends, and neighbors, and start getting together and discussing these issues. And it's not just about uniting. It isn't. It, it, I mean, 100 people outvoted is still better than one person outvoted. But it's not about getting everyone together. You've seen a lot of these stars and a lot of these YouTubers and a lot of these all kinds of things. They have a lot of people. But what do they do with these people? Do they just collect them and keep going? Nope. They all go for one cause. So... It's not just uniting, but organizing, right? I am the least organized person to speak of in this family. So organizing is not my forte. I wish I could, but it's a weakness. There are several people out there, though, with very talented skills at uh, organization. And if we can get uh, those types of people in the the unity stage they could help organize towards action right 
What do I mean by action? I, I'm not talking about let's storm the capital again. That's just... That's ridiculousness, right? Now, if you look at what happened on July 6th, that was not an organized attempt to overtake a building. I don't care what the Democrats say. That was not three million people there with the sole purpose of taking over the Capitol building. Otherwise, it would have been taken over cause just based off of count of people um, and the fact that they denied any any request for security, right? And I won't get into that. Now, I'm, that's kind of a sidetrack, but what I'm saying is when I say a collective action, an organized uh, uh, method of attack is going to be, like Trump said, like General Flynn said, I, I respect General Flynn. General Flynn I've met in person. He's a good dude. But it comes down to primarying these uh, assholes who aren't doing their jobs. So, how do we do that? It starts with just finding people with the same kind of values as we have, right? I'm not out here, and I'm not going to go find people who disagree with me and work at changing their minds. That's not effective, and that's not what I'm going to do. What I'm going to do is I'm going to find people who are like me, who have had enough and are fed up of this shit. And we're going to coordinate on how we learn about the representatives that are in charge of us. We will learn about who's running, when they're running, how many of them are running, and not just Republicans, Democrats, Independents, who's running? Who's, who's up in 2022? And then, if we're not happy with those people, we need to let our party know in an organized fashion with lots of people, we're not happy with this selection. You need to reselect someone that we want in there. If they don't select someone we want in there, I'm not compromising anymore. Uh, I'm going to try and organize to find someone that we do all want, and then that person will work at getting to represent us, right? We're always handed these people, and it's not really our choice. And unless we start vetting these people ourselves, we can't really point at, well, the Republican Party did it bad job vetting these people well so do we right if this surprised you then we had just a bad vetting process as republicans the other thing is we need to organize the republican party meaning we need to put pressure on them in numbers of what we want and if they're not willing to represent us then we need to find people to represent us to uh, ultimately elect into these positions in government. Mayor, governor, start small, work your way up, senators, congressmen. But that's what needs to happen. Ultimately, it's in our hands, in our court, our basketball court, our tennis court, our baseball court, it's in our court to start looking into these people and checking on what what do they believe? Where do they stand on this issue? Where do they stand on that issue? Right? And I'm going to start looking into people who are supposedly on my side. I'm not going to trust anyone. They're not just going to hand me someone. And if that person isn't someone that I agree with, then I need to let my voice be heard. But I need to do this with others who agree with me. Republican Party, as a party, is not going to change jack shit if one person asks them to change something. However, if a lot of us ask them to change things, eventually they're going to have to listen. Because guess who they get funded by? Us. 
and probably private donors somewhere but ultimately guess what we are the majority we have a voice we just need to learn how to use our voice much like me trying to put together a podcast out of nothing because I never have anything good to say however I can make things funny as hell and <laughs> have not had I've not had the opportunity to allow myself to be a comedian on this podcast because I've been so cranky that all I'm really doing is nitpicking this stupid shit, right? So, we need to organize. How do we organize? Good question. We find people that live around us that agree with the same things we agree with, and then we organize. How do we organize? Another good question. Okay, well, not everyone's going to have free time every day of every week to discuss important topics in our political system. So, what if we then coordinated like a local neighborhood meeting in which we pick someone from the neighborhood (laughs) and it could be different people to go to maybe a once a month, once every quarter meeting in the bigger area. So whether that's a town, whether it's a a city, but a bigger area and pass those issues up to those people, right? We're selecting our own representatives, but we're also coming there with numbers. There is nothing out there that says that we can't, as the little guy, work on coordinating. That's how unions start, right? Some guys at work are tired of working their tails off for nothing, and they say, you know what? It's all of us or none of us. And that's how we need to start looking at politics. You know what? You get all of us or none of us. Do you want to win? Then you need to do what we want. Because it's my vote. Now, the other problem to this is the Dominion voting systems, which we all know are crooked as hell. So, we also need to be a part of that restructure of elections and how they're held. So, that's another thing that needs to be on our checklist. We have a lot of things to put together to do all of this. This is not an overnight overhaul of anything. This is going to take time. It's going to build patience. And we're going to have wins and loses. Go back to our childhood. Some of the baseball games, well, I, I was never on a baseball team. Some of the basketball games I won and some of them I lost. And that's okay. You can lose a few things and still win the battle, win the, win the war, right? But we get so caught up in, well, we lost this battle that uh, we, we, it's easy to assume the whole war has been lost. But I'm going to work on getting some of these checklists together. I'm going to work on uh, attempting to network with people smarter than me on this stuff because it's not my cup of tea and I hope you join me if you're interested as well in organizing your neighborhoods because that's what it's going to take it's going to take all of us talking to people around us and letting the world know that we're not happy they aren't representing us and that needs to change I'm not a happy camper change your shit. You're fired. Now, working working in the army and working uh, close with government, I, I, I've seen a lot of government jobs that are really impossible to get fired from, but guess what? Those jobs do not have people voting you in there. These jobs are government jobs that we gotta vote for you. And we can also not vote for you. So, <laughs> we need to take back our 
power. We've let this power go. Uh, and we've had more important things to do. We've had jobs. We've had families. I'm guilty of this as well. I'm not pointing out anything that I'm not doing myself. I'm not. But in order to better take care of my family, I need to start paying more attention to this. And my dad tried to tell me this. He really did. He, he was very involved in the politics of everything. And I looked at that and I just thought, man, he is good at this shit. And then I also thought, man, this shit's con confusing as hell. <coughs> I don't get it. I don't. I, I, I'm not a. I'm not a politician. I'm not a government person. A lot of it's over my head. But I need to work at it. I need to work at understanding it, and becoming involved in it. And so do we all. So that's as much as I'm going to hit that on the head. <laughs> I've, I've, uh, I've beat that dead horse for for a while now. All right. So. I want to have the show where it's not just an hour of bitching, right? And part of my problem is I would like to reserve uh, the time that the show is about fun stuff like the gaming side for <laughs> when my partner in crime, Thunderchops, is on here with me. <clears throat> so, I don't want to go into too much of the gaming side but I also want to try and find more topics that are that are more fun than just bitching about what's wrong. Because honestly, I didn't create this show to be a veteran to just bitch about everything, right? There's a lot of vets out there, and a lot of us are angry about stupid shit. It's it's funny. As soon as you get your DD-214, you get out and you go, this shit this shit sucks. <laughs> so. Now that I'm out, everybody panics about stupid shit, right? Everybody's out here worrying about, oh my god, the mail's late. Uh, the neighbor said I was mean. Uh, the uh, guy at work doesn't like me. Who gives a fuck? Go to work, get paid, take care of your family. I don't like my job. We'll find another one. Well, there's no other jobs out there. Yes, there are. I know that COVID is killing the job market. However, this is America, people. If you don't like it or love it, get out of it and find something you do. That's just part of life. And I think a lot of people have felt that perhaps if it's not given to me, it's it's I, it sucks. But... Every combat. Let me let me put this straight. <coughs> Excuse me. Every combat vet I know out there is a hard worker. We make shit happen. That's what we do. That's what we've done. That's what we've always been there to do. So, if something's not there, I don't have. I don't have 40 feet of bridge, man. But I could get 40 feet of bridge almost nearly anywhere. Now, that's an old reference from Kelly's Heroes. But the point is, if I don't have something, I go get it or make it or find it or whatever. I, I get it done. And I've had to specify this, this show, the combat vet, because... <laughs> There are a lot of people right now I'm seeing in the world who go, well, as a veteran, I am highly disappointed with this Trump guy. Well, as a veteran, you probably didn't do shit. You were probably a veteran in the 80s when it was the Cold War and we talked about Russia with a very stern voice. And that's about it. You weren't anywhere getting blown up or shot at. And that's why you're a pansy. It really comes down to that. So... Just because someone has veteran status, don't take their word for, uh, don't think they're speaking for all of us, because they aren't. I'm not speaking for all of us. 
I know lots of people out there who disagree with the shit that comes out of my mouth, and that's okay. That's what free speech is about. So, with that, I kind of wanted to shift to a couple topics that are near and dear to my heart that are kind of bitching, but kind of not. So, I'll let you decide. Alright, so, one, I want to talk about separation of church and state. I was thinking about this heart the other day. I really was. And I was like, why is the separation of church and state taken as you can't have the Ten Commandments in a courtroom? Do those laws really disagree with any of our other laws? No. So, why would people be offended if the Ten Commandments were in a courtroom? Probably because they're guilty of something on one of those, and they don't want to feel bad, like they're a bad person and they're going to hell. But if they don't fix themselves and don't start obeying those rules, they will go to hell. It's that simple. So we've become so touchy-feely that, well, I'm never a bad guy. And let me put this out there. Nobody is a bad guy in their own mind. You'll find a serial killer and he'll justify why he is that. Right? In our own minds, we're not bad people. Not unless you're open to the fact that good people do bad things, which makes them bad if they stop doing bad things and start doing good things, that's called free will. And that's what God wants us to do. Now, stay with me here. We've gotten into a section where, a section of, of life of the world, where people are very YOLO. You only live once, dude. If, if it feels good, do it. Which is exactly if, I mean, if you think about it. I was raised Catholic, so I'm a very bad Catholic. I don't make it to church. I'm working on becoming a better Catholic. But, if you think about it, every time the devil would talk, it would be, YOLO, dude. If it feels good, do it. Hey, you want an apple? God said you couldn't have it, but it's cool. Do it. Feels good. You'll have all kinds of smartness. So, where I'm going with this is YOLO is not going to get us where we need to be but everybody wants YOLO everybody wants touchy-feely I'm a good person every here, here's another point and, and this is a statement I've heard a lot lately God made me this way so you need to accept that no no I don't you know why here's why and and this is from a, a dumb knuckle-dragger like me, right? God made all of us imperfect. God gave all of us free will. God gave... <coughs> excuse me, I keep coughing. God gave all of us the ability and the rules that he wants us to obey to choose the right thing. So... We have no right, especially because he's God. He's, he's in charge of everything. We have no right to say, God made me this way, so uh, he's going to have to accept it. And everything I do is good because he made me like this, right? <laughs> no. Not at all. I'll admit, I'm an asshole. That's why I curse a lot. Curse too much. Say a lot of bad words. Break the rules all the time. That doesn't make me a good person, and it shouldn't be accepted just because that's how God made me. God made me imperfect, and that's not okay, because he also gave me lessons to learn and to try to be better, right? So, back to this whole separation of church and state we've we've twisted the words so that it's not separation of church and state it's separation of church it's 
Religion has no place here. Not the other way around. The other way around is the original intent. Government has no place in religion. Government should not tell churches how to run, how many people to run it, uh, what to pay for taxes, all this stuff, right? So with the pandemic, now we have government telling churches you can't have service because pandemic. That breaks the rule. Plain and simple, white and black, <coughs> right and wrong, good and evil, right there. I've, <coughs> excuse me, I've never been a fan of the whole, well, there's gray. No, there isn't. There's good and there's evil. And my daddy always told me, son, the hottest places in hell are reserved for those who remain neutral. If you stay in the gray, you are remaining neutral. By remaining neutral, you're still going to hell because you're not there telling people, hey, look, that's wrong. You know, I'm not here to judge people and whether they'll go to heaven or hell. God has that under control. But as a good person, we're supposed to lead by example. So, I try and treat people the way I want to be treated so they can see how they should treat me. If they continue to not treat me that way, I should let them know, hey, that's not right, stop doing that. If they come back with a, you can't judge me, oh, no, I can't judge you, but I can tell you that what you're doing right now is horrible and you need to stop. That's not judgment. It's just a fact of life. People need to get over it. It's like... Everybody gets a trophy. No, everybody doesn't need a trophy. The winners need a trophy and the losers need to learn how to do better. If they don't learn how to do better, they're not going to get to that next stage in their life, in their sports career, in whatever. So... Government doesn't belong within telling religion what to do and where to go. However, you can't be expected to be elected into a government position and not bring all of that who you are with you. So, if I was in a government position that I was elected to, it would probably make sense that I'd bring, I don't know, a crucifix with me. And it's not my way of shutting anyone down or condemning anyone or making anyone singled out. That's important to me that God leads me to where I need to be. The government has no right to tell me, even though I'm in the government, that I can't have that in the government, if that makes sense. So by making these rules that forbid religion in places is breaking the rule of not making rules for religion. So, does that make sense to anyone? Is it just me? Uh, am I the only one here going, you know what? Making a rule for what religion is allowed in this building is the government breaking the rule of not making rules for religion. That simple. Making a rule for something you're not supposed to make a rule for is breaking the rule that you're not supposed to make. Think about that for a while. Now, next, and I, I say next because they're kind of in the same category. You can look at the First Amendment of the Constitution and see both the freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is an important, important thing. And right now, all the social medias and all the medias and all the Democrats out there are trying to censor everyone who disagrees with them. Now, it's important to have free speech. I can't tell you that the Pelosi is a dumbass bitch 
probably an evil fucking witch, devil worshiper. If there's no free speech. And by me not being able to say that, uh, what if someone else doesn't know? I've noticed it. And I bring her into this all the time. But my wife is a good person. She sees good in everything. I don't. But if she doesn't point out the good to me, I can't see it. And likewise, if I don't point out the bad to her, she doesn't see it. So if you're going to silence both of us, how are we going to see right from wrong and good from bad? I have, I have a skill. I can look at a dude, I could look him in the eye, and I could say, that guy is not trustworthy. It's not a judgment, it's just what I see in his physical body. I see how people carry themselves, I see it. I've worked in deployments where language was not the same and I had to make judgments based off how a person is acting. So yeah, I can see that shit. So, freedom of speech is important. Conversation and debate is not going to ever come without freedom of speech. And now, here's, here's one thing I hate to say, but at the same time it has to be said. Somebody who completely disagrees with me, say, uh, let's, let's say someone is extremely racist. They hate the other race. And I'm not even picking one or the other because, look, it doesn't matter what color. Racist is racist. So this person is extremely racist and says all kinds of bad things and categorizes and stereotypes the other race. Won't talk to them. Won't do anything around them. Feels dirty when they're around all kinds of things. There's a reason that person feels that way. There is. Maybe it's wrong, but why do they feel that way? Is anybody going to ask that? Is anybody going to say, hey, why, why do you feel like that? What is it that you don't like? What they do to you as a child, right? I mean, that, that's the realm we're getting into. What happened with you or with someone close to you that has made that an indicator to you that whatever other color that is, is bad, right? <clears throat> so by banning that, now that person can't say the racist things because it's banned. It's hate speech. Everything we don't like is hate speech, right? Because we can't, we can't limit free speech, but we can limit hate speech. We'll eliminate hate speech. We will stomp the shit out of hate speech. <laughs> Which is ironic because we're, we're hating on hate speech. Anyways. So say that we've, we've made it so that nobody can say anything racist ever. About anybody. So, they can't say that now. Okay. What do they do with that? They still feel that way. They internalize it. What does everyone ever in the face of life tell you about bottling up things? You turn it into a powder keg. You're about to explode. You're going to explode. It's going to happen. Somebody's going to push you over that edge and you're going to snap. It's human nature. However, let's rewind. We haven't made it illegal. It's not hate speech yet. So this person says all the racist comments that come to mind that reflect how they feel. And someone else comes up and ask them why they feel that way. They figure out why that person has those issues. Maybe this person is the same race. Maybe this person is the race they hate so much. 
but without talking to this person about their feelings and why they hate this other thing so much. <clears throat> How are we ever going to understand that person? That's part of who they are because of how they've grown up. So why is it fair now to say, well, you can't be you, right? And I'm not promoting racist speech, but what I'm saying here is if we don't let people talk, even if we disagree, then how are we going to know that there's something we disagree with? How am I going to get past that? How are they going to get past that? Right? Nobody grows if we don't talk about it. And that's probably the gayest shit I've ever said. But <laughs> if, if you have something that you don't like, and everybody has said you can't talk about that, then that is really going to affect the way you live life. If it is, it just is. If something bothers you that bad that you would say such horrible things, you're saying those horrible things because it bothers you, because you disagree with it, because you don't like it, because it affects you. It's an obsession, maybe. And we'll, we'll go back to this racist stuff. Um, so perhaps you, you, this racist stuff bothers you so much that it affects everyday life because you're around other people who maybe they're of this race that you hate. It affects you. But now if you're in a position where that's hate speech, so you got to shut the fuck up. And you hate it so bad. <clears throat> You just hold it in because you can't talk about it because it's illegal. You go to jail. Well, then you're going to blow up or you're going to go to jail. Because at some point, you're going to say the things that you're thinking. You can only hold it in so far. You can only bite your tongue so much before it comes out. Right? So we need to open up this whole free speech thing. Even if it means having to hear someone that is retarded or makes no sense. Oh, and by the way, I got, I got locked from Twitter the other day because uh, some famous person posted on Twitter the pictures from the, uh, what was it, the pileup in Texas because of the snow. And used it as a smart-ass joke towards Republicans. And he deleted it real quick and fast because nobody found that funny because lots of people died in that wreck. And I posted on his thing, look, are you, retar are you fucking retarded? And I got pulled for hate speech because I said retarded, I guess. Or maybe it was fucking. I don't know. But, <laughs> but in that... Isn't that great that I can't even ask a famous person if they're fucking retarded by making a bad decision? Right? My opinion doesn't matter. I'm too little. I don't even have that many followers. I don't know how many. Maybe a hundred. <clears throat> so it's not like I'm making a big difference out there. So anyways. Being blocked from saying the things that I want to say is completely contradictory to the purpose of this country. Next, well, I'll, I'll leave the politics away, right? We, we have plenty of days where I'll come on this podcast and bitch some more. But <clears throat> free speech is necessary, and we need to understand that even if somebody is completely the wrong side of this free speech and the words are incredibly offensive and what they're saying has no justification whatsoever if we block them from talking then we're no better than the assholes in charge right now trying to block us All right 
Now, it's different if you're doing something where I ignore it. I don't want to see it. Okay, that's cool. That's that's the other side of free speech is if I don't like this hate speech, I can scroll by. I can block that person and don't have to see that. If I don't like something, I don't have to stand there for it. Right? I think that's the other side we forgot about is that me as an individual, I have a choice. I, I cannot have to listen to that. I can disagree and go my own way, right? But there's two sides to this free speech thing. The other thing that I think that we've kind of lost track of is that if there is a company that you don't agree with, stop buying products from them. Back in the day, I remember several companies that were on my mom's bad list because they supported abortion and we would not buy products from those people that's how you tell them you don't like what they're saying or what they stand for or what they support is you don't buy from them nobody including myself is checking who makes your stuff now right it doesn't matter I need this stuff and I go get this stuff or maybe the stuff from a company that I agree with costs more than the one that I disagree with and I need to save 10 bucks. Is it really worth it? I think now, after everything that has come out in these hearings and the, this past year, I think now that losing 10 bucks is a whole lot better than supporting this douchebag company who is screwing me left and right all for 10 bucks. I've just made myself a $10 whore. Hurts, doesn't it? Once you realize that, once you think about that. I just became a $10 whore because I allowed myself to save some money by choosing someone who I disagree with. I'll let you I'll let that sink in. So just like we need to start checking our representatives, we need to start looking at who are we buying products from? Where are we spending our money? If it doesn't have to do with uh, food, water, shelter, oxygen, the basics of life and living then we need to be picky we need to find not only that deal but we need to find those people that we want to do well and give them our money money runs this world we need to understand that money is power too <laughs> just like our votes can go where we want them to money can go where we want it to one other way that we can pull jobs back to the U.S. is start buying things that are made in the U.S. If that truck is made in Mexico, I'm not going to buy it. Yet this foreign company has a truck, but everybody who works making it is in the U.S. Wouldn't my money be better off spending it on that truck? than the one where none of it is made here? I mean, where where's my money going? We need to start looking at that, too. So, that's all I'm going to say on the seriousness stuff, right? We've been serious all day long. I've been serious for the last several months, I'll tell you what. And now it's time that we have some fun and we start enjoying life not yellow, fuck that shit. But I'll tell you what, my 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 son has found that he can stream his video games, all right. And he's been wanting to do this because he watches nothing but video game on on YouTube, on KidsTube, on TV. Somehow he finds these game stations, and I think it's awesome that he likes it that much. But 
he he wants to eventually become a YouTube star or a Twitch star. And it's cool as hell watching him because this dude gets on there and starts narrating everything he's doing and what he's thinking. And I'm like, that's that's just cool. That's talent right there because anyone else wouldn't be able to do that, right? I play a video game and I just play the video game. I'm not talking. I'm not shit talking. I am in my head, but not, not in life. <laughs> not in reality. And part of that is because me and, me and my little brother... Um, we always played video games together, right? We, from our very first Sega Genesis on, when I joined the army, I bought a PlayStation so I could play my brother online. Even though I was miles apart, we could still have fun. But over the years, you start getting the younger generation playing these games, and they come in there and say words that I never said growing up. My dad would have just totally made me regret instantly saying half the words these kids say and I can talk about this one because my, my partner in crime doesn't play this one but Call of Duty right I was a special forces green beret I've done lots of training lots of shooting lots of door kicking lots of deployments and lots of real life shit and I'll tell you what video games nothing like it there are there have been a couple uh, of the uh, Call of Duties that have made me flinch. But it was in like a movie scene. It wasn't in the playing portion. <laughs> and so I'm playing with my little brother on on this game and some like 12-year-old gets on. <laughs> He's like, yo, fuck it, posse. Yo, yo, this, you, that, and goddamn, and I'll kill you. And my brother just starts cracking up and the kid's like, what? My brother cracks me up too. He's he's funnier than I ever will be. <laughs> he starts talking shit to the kid, and he's like, "Dude, do you know who you're talking to?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm talking to some bitch, whatever, yada yada." And making it up because it's been so long. But he's like, "This dude could kill you with his with his bare hands." He he used to do this stuff for a living. <laughs> and the kid's like, "Oh yeah, right. Everybody says that." Because how many people? How many people are online doing the, yeah, I was SF. I was Special Forces. I was a Green Beret. You ever see Rambo? I did that. <laughs> so I love I love the video games because I do get to hear those things. It, it, it used to irk me, and now it just makes me laugh. And my brother, my little brother was the one who made me uh, start laughing at this shit. Because it's so ridiculous. These people get so serious on these games. And maybe if it was my way of living, I would be that serious about it. But I can't be that serious when I'm just I'm getting on to get my mind off real life and, and relax. Right? Some of these people they, they take it so serious. And there was there was a game I was I was playing a Call of Duty game <coughs> a couple months ago. And I was just not having any luck. Every time I moved, I got shot. And so I decided, okay, well, I'm going to snipe. And I was in this building, and I was looking towards where they were all coming from. And some dude on my team, a, a teammate, a guy on my team starts talking shit to me. I was like, what? And he's like, why are you all the way over there? Well, all the fighting's over here. What the fuck are you thinking? Why are you doing this? Goddamn. Da, 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 da. And bam. Got a dude. Well, why are you over there? You're not helping and you're not contributing. Fucking retard and fucking this and fucking that. I said, oh, yeah, you're right, dude. <laughs> that is hilarious. You are so funny. <laughs> He's like, why are you laughing? I said, well, you're laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing because you're laughing. You're saying some funny shit right now. That's hilarious. That's freaking hilarious. He's like, well, I, uh, this dude's weird. And then his other friends start talking. <laughs> and I was like, that's awesome. I just totally took him off guard because he did not expect me to start laughing at his dumbass shit with him. I was laughing with him, and it was making him feel even more retarded. So, 
strategy for for any of you who, who who play the games. Sometimes it's just best that you step back and start making them feel like idiots by not contributing to the idiocy. I didn't shit talk back. I would laugh when he'd make fun of me. I would laugh a extreme ridiculous laugh to show that you're funny. But <laughs> he would he felt so awkward that, that that was the only game I played with that team. They they left pretty quick. So the other thing that uh these kids today these kids today get out of my yard get out of my lawn get off the grass these kids today <laughs> they are uh they're not aware of how crazy a retired army guy could be <laughs> so <laughs> when you have spent that much time of your life waiting to wait and to wait some more and entertaining yourself with stupid shit like grass or rocks <laughs> you're not gonna win you're not gonna out idiot me <laughs> so <laughs> my wife will testify to that there's no one out there who will out idiot me no way not in any video game not in any time frame you can't out idiot me so i'll just leave it at that we're coming we're coming around the usual hour, and I try and keep it around an hour-ish, slightly more, slightly less, just to keep it consistent. So, if this is going too long, let me know. If this isn't going long enough, let me know, and I'll do more shows rather than make it longer, because I'll tell you what, coming up with an hour's worth of shit to talk about, uh... It's it's harder than it seems, but I can talk a whole lot about nothing. And it's really weird because I'm talking to myself. But apparently I'm getting some listeners out there. So let me know. Too long, too short, and we'll we'll go from there. But <laughs> thanks for thanks for joining. This is uh Techno Viking and this is the expletive show. And I'm gonna let y'all go with the uh if you're a gamer out there, keep your eyes open. Maybe I'll play with you someday. Call of Duty and uh, Destiny 2. Y'all have a good week. I'll do another show about Wednesday. And uh, think positive. Start start organizing, right? Remember what we talked about. Get it done. Let's let's go ha make this country great again. <laughs> Slid in the MAGA. I'm out. <laughs>